0: ...of Springfield, Illinois, about the situation of our political institutions. During that address, he said, at what point then is the approach of danger to be expected? He was talking about our nation and its future, and he asked the question, At what point, then, is the approach of danger to our nation to be expected? He said, I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. If danger ever threatens this nation it must spring up among us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction, he said, be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. If destruction be our lot, said Abraham Lincoln, If destruction be our lot, we ourselves must be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. It was Mark Twain who said it very succinctly. Sown within every nation are the seeds of its own destruction. Sown within every nation are the seeds of its own destruction. Such was the case with Israel as recorded by the prophet Jeremiah. God had blessed Israel, Jeremiah says so, in chapter 2, verse number 1, where he says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espaculation. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown. When they came out of Egypt, God was with them. God blessed them. God saw them through the desert land. And then, after 40 years in the wilderness, they were prepared and were able to go into uh, what would become the land of Israel a land in which they harvested, but in which they had really done no work. God had blessed them. But as nations are wont to do, they can forget God. Jeremiah also says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, in spite of God's protection, seeing them out of Egypt, being there for them and with them all along the way they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and hewed them out cisterns the means of of, of capturing water but broken cisterns they can hold no water they've turned from me to something they thought would help them but cannot help them. Now here's the real sobering part of the message. So God was with them. God blessed them. And in spite of that, they turn from God. And you say, okay, end of story. No, no, no. You're not going to turn from God and get away with it. Jeremiah 21, 4. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I will turn my back the weapons of war that are in your hands, wherewith ye fight against the king of Babylon and against the Chaldeans, which besiege you without the walls. And I will assemble them into the midst of this city. And I myself will fight against you with an outstretched hand and with a strong arm, even in anger and in fury and in great wrath. And I will smite the inhabitants of this city, both man and beast. They shall die of a great pestilence. Some churches portray God as an elderly grandpa just doting on His children. And He is none of that. He will dote on His children, but when they turn their back on Him, it goes from doting to destruction. This message that Jeremiah had to give to Israel is what labels him as the weeping prophet. He's referred to very often as the weeping prophet. Why? Because he is weeping for Israel, for the message that God has given him to give to them. One says, Jeremiah grieved over the wickedness of his people and the impending judgment the nation's sins had provoked. I'm sure Jeremiah did not enjoy the message that he had to bring to them. And that can be said of this pastor today. I'm sure the people didn't want to hear the message of doom and gloom then any more than you want to hear it today. But as Jeremiah had to preach it then, I have to preach it today. This, what happened to Israel, was recorded so that thousands of years later we could read it and learn from it, learn from history so that we don't repeat that history. And this should matter to us. Because America honored God and was blessed of God. Yes, we had some sins that we had to take care of. primary one was racism and slavery. And that was a blight on our land for which we paid dearly. Again, showing God judges sin. That was a sin. and Hundreds of thousands of people lost their lives in that civil war. Nonetheless, Through the years, this was a nation where in its founding, according to Alex de Tocqueville, the Frenchman that came over here to study America, he said on Sundays everybody was in church. Everybody was in church. And there was no business transacted except that which was absolutely necessary. So America, like Israel, honored God and was blessed of God. But like Israel, America is turning its back on God. In fact, we are no longer considered by the experts a Christian nation. You know that? You no longer live in a Christian nation. We are referred to as a post-Christian nation. Most people in this country today are not like you sitting in church this morning. Most people in this nation could care less about God or church this morning. They're out doing what lost people do. So like Israel, we honored God. We were then blessed of God. Like Israel, we have turned our backs on God. And like Israel, we can expect God's judgment. One writer said, The fact is God's ways are absolutely unchangeable when it comes to His dealing with sinful nations. He works the same way in every generation because He is just. Also stated, in short, He will deal with our generation in the same way He has dealt with every other generation that sinned as we are sinning. Please understand, it is essential that you be a good person. And God will also judge you as a Christian based on whether you are obedient to Him or not. As a Christian, if you're obedient to God, God promises blessings. If you're a Christian and you ignore God and you're disobedient, you can expect chastisement. The Bible's very clear about that. And so you would be very wise to say, I'm going to take care of myself. But, Pastor, it's every man for himself. And, I, you know, I, I, I live up here in Northern Michigan. I got my place down the two-tracker or whatever, and I moved up here to get out of that stuff. I don't want to think about it. I don't want you to bring it to me while I'm up here. But it doesn't work that way. God judges people not only as individuals, but as people, groups. It's very clear in Scripture. You can't get away from it. You can't, Don't ignore it to your own parallel. God judges individuals, but God judges families. God judges cities. God judges nations. Let me give you some Bible examples of what I'm talking about because it's you I'm talking to, particularly this morning, that think, well, you know, I don't want to hear this. I'll go to another church next week where I won't have to hear it. You know, you can stick your head in the sand all you want. It's going to come back to bite you. Second Peter 2, 4, For God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down the hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. That's a group that He judged. Second Peter 2 Peter 2.5 And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. I mean, the whole world was corrupt. And God judged them. Verse number 6, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that should live ungodly. He condemned and judged these cities. Everybody in the city. And then back to Jeremiah, chapter 1, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew I knew thee, and before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee, I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Yes, we're going to answer for our individual sins, and you're very wise to try to live a good, wholesome, godly life. But understand, you are part of the United States of America, except for these right here. (laughs) Uh, You're not citizens, are you? Not not of the U.S., no, but I would assume the rest of us are, and there's a lot at stake. Several quotes to put this in perspective. The Bible recognizes that God has a special relationship with the nation of Israel, yes, but what about other nations? No other nation has a covenant with God. We don't. No other nation has had the privileges given to Israel. Even though the relationship between God and other nations is different, the Bible does say that God punishes other nations for their rebellion against Him. The most well-known example of this involved the cities around the Dead Sea, Sodom and Gomorrah. The judgment that fell upon them was the result of their sin and occurred even before God made a covenant with the nation of Israel. So, because God judges nations... It should matter to you what's going on in San Francisco, Portland, Denver, New York, Philadelphia. Living a tranquil life here in northern Michigan will in no way insulate you from God's judgment upon this country. I was listening to Jeffries, the pastor of Dallas. What's his first name? Robert? Yeah, Robert Jeffries. He was preaching a Fourth of July message. And he cited three. This isn't in my notes. I'm trying to get this from memory. He cited three Supreme Court decisions. And he raised the question, how can God not judge America? The first one was back in 62 and 63 when prayer and the Bible were voted out of schools. A nation voted for this wonderful book to be banned from schools. Prayer to the God of this Bible and the Bible itself. And then later, I forget the year, he pointed to uh, Roe versus Wade when America sanctioned abortion, the killing of 1.3 million unborn children a year, and today in many places up until birth. And then the most recent court case he cited was the one where that legalized uh, homosexual marriage, which, and he, he made the case very clearly that Really, that didn't mean that homosexuals was, were going to start marrying one another because they don't, and when they do, they don't last. But he just diminished marriage altogether so that most people today aren't getting married. He, he made the case better than what, what I just did. But God's going to bless that? Well, God's real, folks. And, and God is not going to let a group of people choose to do that, especially a group of people that have on their coins, in God we trust. When God judges a nation, everyone is going to feel the pain. Why did God judge His people? Jeremiah again, I will utter My judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken Me, and have burned incense unto the gods, and worship the works of their own hands. That was the case. That was the legal argument against the children of Israel. I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness. And he lists three things. They have forsaken me. They have burned incense unto other gods. And worship the works of their own hands. That's the case laid out against them. Those three things. That's what God was upset with. And that same case can be made against our nation today. They forsook the one true God. They worshipped false gods. They worshipped the works of their own hands. We need to understand, folks, and we need to be concerned. We don't need to panic. We don't need to be, oh, woe is me. I'm I'm not making a case for anxiety this morning I'm making a case for reality this morning I mean sober people can deal with reality God-fearing people can deal with reality and thankfully we have instructions of what to do when a reality like this occurs but America is forsaking God we have forsaken God's Word we voted it out of the school you can't put the Ten Commandments up in schools they used to be there We have forsaken God's church. People are no longer attending church as they once did. America is worshiping false gods, just to name a couple. Worshiping the false god of popularity. Everybody wants everybody else to know what they're doing and posting it on Facebook and wants all the likes and what have you. We think that's where it is. We want to be popular. We're worshiping the false god of pleasure. America is worshiping the work of our own hands. In what way? I thought about that. Today we are worshiping science. And we are worshiping man's philosophy. Today when someone makes a case in an article, rather than saying God says or the Bible says, and that, that's how... I want to gain credibility by telling you this is what God says, this is what God's Word says. To me, that's the credibility that that I have. That's my only source of credibility, really. But for the world, science. I'm seeing that more and more. I'm reading more and more articles where it says science says this is how you overcome anxiety. Science says this is how to be popular. Science says, I'm, I'm literally seeing that. I used to not see that. I'm seeing that a lot more today. That's the work of our own hands. That's of our own making. Say, okay, pastor, I'm thoroughly depressed now. (laughs) You know, this this is terrible. Well, no, we're not done with the message. The title of the message is There is Hope for America. And while Jeremiah was the weeping prophet, and while he did make the case, kind of like a lawyer, Here's here's the problems God has with you. Here's what you're guilty of. God offered through Jeremiah to resolve the issue. Jeremiah 3.12. God tells Jeremiah, Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord. And I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger for thee. And then he says in verses 13 and 14, here's how you do it. Turn, okay, or turn away from your backsliding. He says, only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree. And ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Acknowledge thine iniquity. And then in verse number 14, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord. For I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and bring you to Zion. So all is not lost until all is lost and all is not lost yet in our country so pastor what what can we do we don't want to see god's judgment upon our country because even though we live up here in in tranquil (coughs) northern michigan um life could get very hard food could become very short children could be sent off to war we're already having to lock our doors something we used to not have to do Take our keys out of the car. Jeremiah gets a message from the Lord. Here's how you avoid judgment. Acknowledge thine iniquity. Genuine confession of sin can proceed only from genuine contrition for sin, which is not unfrequently brought about by a comparison of the lamentable consequences of backsliding with happiness previously enjoyed. Acknowledge thine iniquity. What do we need to acknowledge? Acknowledge. Pastors are supposed to bring the message, but pastors are also supposed to enlighten them. We bring the message from God's Word. That's the basis of what I'm sharing with you, what Jeremiah said. But I'm also supposed to make application. I am the watchman on the wall. Some of these were some of the issues during the time of Jeremiah. Some were not. But these are issues now for us. Acknowledge thine iniquity. We need to acknowledge that the LGBTQ movement is harmful to our nation. Okay? Now, I know some of you think, well, they, you know, that's their opinion. This is your opinion. Uh, you know, you're offended by it, but, but so what? Let them, let them live their, their lives. And no, it is, har- it is going to do harm to our nation. Okay? It, it is not something you can ignore. It is going to harm our nation. I don't have time to go, on. I've gone into it before from this pulpit. It is going to do harm to families, to individuals, to society. Acknowledge that secularism and humanism is harmful to our nation. Acknowledge that liberalism and leftism is harmful to our nation. Acknowledge that abortion is harmful to our nation. Acknowledge that wokeness, the cancel culture, political correctness, is harmful to our country. Acknowledge that identity politics is harmful to our country. Acknowledge that attacks on Christianity is Harmful to our country. Everything leftism touches, it destroys. It, you can already see that. Everything it touches, whether it's the Boy Scouts or it eludes me. There, there's lots of things. You know, Disneyland is being destroyed. You know, I used to be the goal of everybody: go to Disneyland, and, and now leftism is taking over that. It is being destroyed. They're laying off people. In, everything it touches, it it. It's not just, it's my opinion versus your opinion. No. What I'm proposing from God's Word and living that life will enhance our country. It it will make us love one another. It will bring us together. We're not the ones throwing the bricks through the windows, folks. They are. They're mean-spirited, for the most part, mean-spirited, angry people. So he says, acknowledge thine iniquity. Number two, he says, turn, O backsliding Israel. What do we need to do? We need to turn back to church on Sundays. I appreciate we have folks here on vacation and they're not at their home church, but they're in church today. That is terrific. We need more of that. Turn back to marriage and the traditional families. Turn back to respect for God-ordained authority. Turn back to personal responsibility turn back to honesty integrity moral decency turn back to wisdom and discernment turn back to God and his word as absolute truth jeremiah three twelve says go and proclaim these words toward the north and, and say return thou backsliding israel saith the lord and i will not cause my anger to fall upon you for i am merciful saith the lord and will not keep anger Forever. one last quote we're done commenting on what i just read return be as you were come back repent and do your first works hearken this is the precept return unto your savior just as you are come back to him come back as you came at first with your sin acknowledged looking to the cross for pardon. No, we're headed in the wrong direction. But there is hope for America. And I intend to proclaim that from this pulpit as long as the Lord allows me. And it will help America to come back to Jesus if you will join me in that proclamation. Let's stand, please, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's where it begins. By putting your faith and trust in Him. Acknowledging that you're a sinner. Coming over from the world of worldliness, carnality, selfishness, envy, bitterness, into God's world through Jesus Christ. Being saved and entering into the world of love, responsibility, integrity. Honesty, compassion, forgiveness. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, today, just acknowledge that you're a sinner and accept Christ as your Savior. Ask Him to save you and He will. And you will pass from darkness unto light. You can do that at your seat. You can do that at home. I invite you to come forward. I'll meet you here at the front. So Brother Tom is going to sing. Jade's going to play. If nothing else, would you simply pray for America this morning? Pray for revival.